Hey! Here, coach. You're the only one that knows this offense, son. Thank God. Coming into the game, replacing the injured Paul Crew is number one, Brucey. All right, here we Crew's playing like shit. That's his problem. I'm going to bring us back. Right, 32, flex, side motion. On one, ready. Yeah. It's Brucey's time to shine, baby. Okay, down, set. There's the snap, and the ball is bubbled, and the guards recover. Uh, you wait till I have that popcorn. before our main slate for week seven starts hope everybody's having a good start to their weekend hope their friday was great mine was very low-key which is good because i was able to get the article done uh get some sleep so i don't fall asleep during a podcast and getting prepared to go <clears throat> downtown chicago for the rest of my day so the article is out, is up in your mailboxes. I also included an updated copy of this week's spreadsheet. So you have all your questionables and your outs and whatnots uh, all up in there. So go ahead and take a look at that uh, whenever you can, whenever you're going to make your lineups. I'm going to try and do my lineups here this afternoon. Um, at least get the cash ones done and then do the GPPs in the morning. Uh, so I will be available uh, later tonight. It's going to be kind of hit or miss. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Um, uh, but tomorrow morning, definitely up and up and at them early and uh, get the lineups all put together, uh, answer any questions that anybody might have about their lineups um, and anything that you guys have going on for seasonal as well. Uh, Find me at Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13, R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13, or find me in the full-time DFS Slack chat. So, here we go. Let's get through it here. Uh, quarterbacks. Uh, Going to pay up for quarterbacks this week, um, at least for safety and cash. Uh, guys that I really like are going to include Russell Wilson, who comes in at number two. Um, on F FanDuel, again, if you don't know how I set this all up, they're in order based on their FanDuel pricings. And then it, as it states in the article, it, goes fan, it has your FanDuel, Yahoo, DK, and Fantasy Draft in that order uh, as far as points per game, price, and what their ranking is uh, based on their uh, position. So Russell Wilson is at the top. Uh, he's been incredibly consistent. He has a matchup with the Baltimore Ravens, uh, which I expect to uh, stay competitive uh, with Lamar Jackson on the other side. 
Uh, Seahawks should be able to stay ahead in this game. Um, the Baltimore Ravens do give up points to the running back, so I have. So you're going to see a lot of Chris Carson. It's going to be all Chris Carson in that backfield, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but Russell Wilson should be able to actually hit a couple of his uh, receivers that I do like. Um, I would leave Russell naked in cash um, and don't worry about pairing him up because uh, he will collect his points whether or not he actually hits on the two wide receivers that I have in, included this week. Uh, begs to be seen, um, but we'll get to them uh, when we get into the wide receivers. Next guy on the list is Lamar Jackson on the other side. Uh, as we saw last week, he he has the ability to use his legs to churn out points, um, and you can expect to see at least 40 yards rushing, which is really great because that include you know that basically is one touchdown on all sites uh, passing. So you're getting you're getting an incredibly high floor as well as a ceiling. Um, and I do believe that Seattle stays ahead in this game, so um, that only means that Lamar Jackson is going to have to be playing from behind. Um, I like him even more uh, because you do get a little bit of a value on him compared to Russell Wilson if Marquise Brown plays, um, giving you that upside. I did not include Marquise Brown in the wide receivers um, just because it's really a 50-50 on whether or not he's going to play. But if Marquise Brown does play, um, he definitely is in play for a GPP option at wide receiver if you're using Lamar Jackson. So don't worry about that, even though he's not included. Next on the list, we got Matt Ryan. Has not fallen below 300 yards passing in any single game. Um, And is generally good for at least two touchdowns. So he has a really stable floor this season. Uh, The Rams defense is uh, not that good, and they keep losing players, you know, even more than, say, the Aqib Tlaib uh, lost to the IR. Uh, And then they traded away Marcus Peters, which kind of sucks because they kind of wanted Peters to stay there. Uh, But they did bring in Jalen Ramsey. We do not know how much Jalen Ramsey is going to play. Uh, Expect him to be on Julio Jones. Uh, no matter what side of the field he's going to be on. so. But Jalen Ramsey is not a guy that I generally, with a stud wide receiver, am going to not um, have the opportunity to attack. Uh, that would make Julio Jones more of a GPP play um, just because you do have the solid corner on him, but... Uh, it, it doesn't mean that it's going to devalue anything from Matt Ryan as he has plenty of other options on the field as well. Next on the list, more of a cash slash GPP play, is going to be Jared Goff facing the Atlanta defense. The only reason that he is cash viable is because it is the Atlanta Falcons defense. Um, I have seen a lot where the, uh, people think that it's quite possible that the Atlanta defense steps up um, and shuts this offense down. If it's, if you think that, that is wrong. Atlanta's defense will not shut down the L.A. Rams. Jared Goff will shut down the L.A. Rams, if anything, just because he is not a very smart player. 
Um, he totally relies on Sean McVay uh, for his play calling. So that, in an, which in its own, is what makes him more GPP-ish than, say, cash game-ish. But in this, um, in this matchup, you're de- he's definitely in play. You can't deny that if Jared Goff goes off, he's going to go off. And Todd Gurley is back, so that will that will force the defense to kind of have to at least pay a little bit of attention to the running game um, and allow Jared Goff enough time to uh, get the ball out to his primary pass catcher. So um, I don't I don't mind if Jared Goff is in cash; it's perfectly fine. He's cheap. And he's going to be highly owned. So if you if you believe that he is going to go off this week, and nobody else is going to be able to match his output, um, that's why you would play Jared Golf. But if you believe that the other options are able to match the output that he's going to be putting out in this game, um, then you're more than welcome to fade him. Uh, last but not least, in cash is going to be Kyler Murray against the New York Giants this week. Um, he's going to. Uh, have a pretty easy matchup. Um, New York has a lot of uh, uh, injuries in the defense. Uh, it's not a good defense anyways. And with the use of his legs, it's going to keep his, it's going to keep his floor up, um, especially in what I say, what I call powder puff matchups. Um, easy defense as a score on. Uh, Giants are going to be able to keep up with him and the offense on the other side. Um, not worried about the return of Patrick Peterson slowing down anything with the Giants. Um, so this is a game that you're going to want to get a piece of. And if you want to get a piece from the Arizona side, the safest piece is going to be Kyler Murray because he's going to have the ball in his hands most of the time. So you're not really going to have to worry about uh, targets um, in that case, and like I said, with his legs, he's going to be he should be able to get at least forty yards against uh, the Giants on the ground, uh, which would help you in the fact that again it matches the points of one passing touchdown. Uh, GPP, I do I have included Deshaun Watson, but I am really kind of falling back a little bit on this one uh, because it is Indianapolis Colts, and it's not so much about the defense, although they are getting. Uh, Darius Leonard back uh, for this game finally uh, I but I think that has a little bit more to do um, against the rush than it has anything to do against the pass the only thing that keeps Deshaun Watson in play is like a guy like Malik Hooker is at safety is not expected to play uh, Pierre Desire is supposed to possibly not be playing, uh, which is huge for DeAndre Hopkins uh, because Desir has shut him down consistently in the past. past. So it would be uh, rookie Rocky Sin that's probably going to come up and have to play him, um, which really, really makes me want to put uh, DeAndre Hopkins back in cash, but um, I can't really – I haven't been able to pull the trigger on that. Um so far for the wide receivers. Uh, next up, we have Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen is being talked about as a cash game option. 
uh, based on his price. Now, the only problem is that his price is right in line with, say, Kyler Murray. Um, let me see. Ten, ten. Yeah, he's right in line with Kyler Murray um, on a couple on the FanDuel and Yahoo, and then he is right in line with. Um, He's actually a little. He's just slightly ahead of uh, Matt Ryan and Jared Goff on DK and um, fantasy draft. So what that means is I'd rather I'd rather pay for Goff and Matt Ryan on those two sites, and then just go with the safer option in Kyler Murray, even though he's a rookie, um, because Josh Allen has been turning the ball over. And that kills his value. Um, that even though he's facing just what is a decrepit Miami defense, uh, it, it is quite possible that um, the Buffalo offense fails because of Josh Allen. So what you will see is not that I think that the Bills are going to lose this game. Uh, far from that belief at all. But what you're going to see is a stunted offense, um, a lower scoring game, uh, him not e- being able to break out. Uh, but it is Josh Allen. I do like one of his wide receivers, like a lot, um, based on price and stuff. So really you're looking at, he does have an ups- high upside, but he has a really low floor. Um, so I will have, I will have a Josh Allen lineup but it's just going to be in gpp i'm not going to rely on it in cash when i believe there's better value elsewhere daniel jones uh would have been a really would be a great pay down option like i said i'm not scared of patrick peterson um at all the only thing the only thing that kind of worries me as far as him exceeding value hitting into that like 20 plus point threshold is the fact that we do have the return of Saquon Barkley, and Saquon will get his pass receptions. He is very good in that in that um, in that part of the offense, but you will see a lot of takeaways um, from Daniel Jones as far as carries to Saquon Barkley, in my opinion, um, which I th- believe may negate his value if they get up really high. There's really fast on the on the Arizona Cardinals you're not going to see a lot of Daniel Jones tossing the ball around you're just you're going to see a lot more of Saquon Barkley who has looked good um the last couple of weeks in practice uh coming back from a high ankle sprain so I'm not going to fully rely on Daniel Jones I do like Daniel Jones in the matchup uh, so I was, I'm willing to include him, but only in GPP. Nice pay down option. Uh, you can fit just about anything you want uh, if you have Daniel Jones in there, as he is quarterback 18, 20, 12, and 18 across the board. Um, so outside of DK, he's an extreme value. Uh, your Sunday night football options: Carson Wentz and both, both Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott are in play. I do believe this game shoots out. Uh, even with the mass amount of injuries to the wide receiving core of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, the backups should ha- be able to have a decent day against uh, a battered Philly secondary. 
and Carson Wentz should be able to have a good day against the Dallas secondary, which is banged up as well. Do I think that anything is required for cash in that game? No, absolutely not. Everything would just be a GPP only, um, so you don't have to fully rely on it. It's not going to kill. It's not going to kill your cash games on Yahoo or Fantasy Draft by not having a single player out of that out of that game. Running back, uh, top of the board is going to be Dalvin Cook, who is second to only Barkley on FanDuel. A very good matchup against the Detroit defense. That has surprisingly been giving up points to the running back all season. We've, you know, they have the player. They've had the players to keep um, opposing rushing games at bay. Uh, something is very much going wrong in there. Uh, they have had a couple of injuries in there, but I doubt that Mike Daniels is really the number one reason why uh, this this rushing defense has not been any good. They've especially been getting torn up by running backs in the passing game. Uh, look for them. Look for the Minnesota Vikings to utilize Dalvin Cook a little bit more in the passing game, which he is capable of, and get probably four to five receptions um, and just bang, bang out some points, man. I mean, if Jamal Williams can do it against this defense, uh, Dalvin Cook can as well. Core four play. Leonard Fournette. It's Jacksonville. He's ninety percent. He's ninety percent of the touches from the running back position, and it is the Cincinnati Bengals. So, lock and load him in for your cash game lineups, um, and I would have really, really hoped that we would have saw lower ownership with Fournette this week based on the fact of, you know, what he did against the Saints run defense, which I don't know why everybody was kind of floating over there uh, last week. I know there was big talks about he had a whole bunch of friends and family coming into town to face the Saints because um, he's from the New Orleans area. But um, I'm really intrigued to see what this ownership is because... A lot of people get scared off by Fournette, and there has even been talk the last couple of days about, oh, yep, well, here's the time when Fournette's going to get hurt because he's going to be obvious chalk. I don't think he's nearly that obvious, but I would still I, I would still keep it in your head that he's going to be somewhere near 20%, if not 25 to 30 in cash games. So uh, next on the list, how can you not think about Chris Carson, um, who, as Pete Carroll uh, stood behind him and said that he is our guy. Has only, only exceeded value every single week for the last three weeks. Um, I think people are going to shy away from this spot. As we'll see that the Ravens are only 16th in DVP versus the running back and float <clears throat> to the um, uh, passing game in the Seattle Seahawks since Ravens are 25th in DVP versus wide receivers. But like I said, Carson has been the most consistent running back in fantasy football the last three weeks. Um, so fade fade at your own risk. Um, he, is, he is the guy that if you need value off of, say you want to go to Dalvin Cook and you need, but you still can't get the wide receiver or tight ends that you want, um, let alone getting a safety at, at quarterback, um, 
then you would take you would take Dalvin Cook, you would take him out, and you would insert Chris Carson in there, and just take the value what's that you're getting. Um, they should be fairly similar in points. Um, now you're, you're taking a little bit of op- upside away because of Dalvin Cook, and I like Dalvin Cook in that matchup against Detroit. But you remember we're looking for 120 mostly 130 points uh, from the half-point PPR sites, and then you're looking for at least 150, if not 160, um, from D- the full-point PPR sites, which are DK and Fantasy Drafts. So um, Carson's going to get a pass or two, so you're, you're going to lose a little bit in the PPR, but not that much. So if it means that you get more safety and can get can secure a quarterback that you're assured is going to get 20 plus points. That's what you're looking for. So don't be afraid to, to come off of Dalvin cook. Um, if you need savings, um, but I probably wouldn't come down from him any more than Chris Carson. This is a three running back week, if not four on fantasy draft. So just keep that in consideration. Mid-tier wide receivers are where we're looking at because there's extreme value this week for guys in good matchups. Next on the list would actually not be David Johnson. It would be Chase Edmonds, and that's only if David Johnson sits. Um, same idea as last week, and we in you've seen what happened. A lot of passes. They still were passing the ball to Chase Edmonds. They were passing the ball to David Johnson. They both very good in that matchup. This is a similar, if not better, matchup. So David Johnson tends to rely solely on pass receptions. Chase Edmonds does not. They seem to be a lot more comfortable handing the ball off to Chase Edmonds than they do to David Johnson. So if David Johnson sits, then you're getting an incredible value on a guy that they trust in both the rushing and the passing game. Uh, next on the list, guy going against my my team, the Packers, is Josh Jacobs. Um, Packers' run defense still sucks. I don't care what the, f- what the fuck Detroit was doing last week um, by not focusing on that. Um, but it really shot themselves in the foot. So... You've got to think that the Raiders, who who already utilized uh, Josh Jacobs a ton, they have a lot of trust in this kid, um, is going to be busy all game. Uh, they have injuries to their wide receiving core. With Tyrell Williams not playing again this week due to um, plantar fasciitis, which really sucks because I have one share of Tyrell Williams, and I'm starting to get to the point to where I might just say, fuck it, I've got to pass on him and just dump him so I can get a player that's going to play every week. Um, but Josh Jacobs is in a really good spot. They are in Green Bay, uh, which, you know, is not, like, the most... <sighs> it's not what it once was. People aren't scared to play the Packers in Lambeau anymore. Um they are in the wintertime, but that's only because their toes fucking froze off, but I digress. Uh, last but certainly not least in cash is going to be Frank Gore. Yes, we do have Devin Singletary coming back, but I do not believe the Bills are going to be stupid enough to give him a ton of carries in this game, which means that you're going to see a 
a high workload still for Gore. Uh, expect about 20 touches at his value where he is 26, 24, 24, and 20 across the board. You're getting a hell of a savings, uh, especially on fantasy draft. If you want to get a fourth running back in there, uh, I would trust in Gore, who is uh, three-player pricings uh, lower than Jacobs. So uh, value running backs aren't too bad this week. GPP, number one, Saquon Barkley. Uh, he is in GPP, but he's that borderline cash slash GPP. I seriously consider him for cash because it is a great matchup for him. Sorry, I couldn't quite hear you. Oh, Could- shut up, Siri. So... <clears throat> He's coming back from the high ankle sprain. I don't expect the Giants to actually limit him in touches. If he's good to go, he's good to go. That's why they kept him back from the uh, New England game. If they thought he was 100% for that New England game, that he would have went in that New England game. Um, a lot of people are focused on this passing game. And I'm not exactly... 100% why you would talk about the passing game but you wouldn't include Saquon in this conversation and it probably has to do everything, it probably has everything to do with the fact that he comes back week one and his um, price is number one across the board two on Yahoo um, so nobody wants to pay up for him you don't have to pay up for him in cash if you have the money for it and you're willing to take the risk that he could possibly re-injure himself, absolutely, you can play him. But that's kind of a play him at your own risk. GPP, absolutely. There's so much upside with Barkley, and we haven't gotten to see it uh, for so many weeks. We don't have Christian McCaffrey on the schedule this week. So um, if you're trying to tell me that you want to pay up, go ahead, do it. Don't blame you. (laughs) Derrick Henry has made it back. Uh, in, into the write-up. Um, they have a lot of injuries across the defensive line in uh, L.A. They're facing the Chargers this week. So you have that. I know the offensive line has been terrible. They've taken Ryan Tannehill and replaced Marcus Mariota. Um, so it's not that big of a it's not that big of an upgrade at QB, but it's enough to where it's going to have to make the Chargers think about the possibility that Tannehill is going to pass, which should which should be able to keep the pressure and keep enough guys out of the box to make Henry successful. Like I said, this is completely GPP. I'm going to have a share of it. Um, he is going to be incredibly low-owned because of the failures. Um, and I don't think that anybody's really looking at the fact that um, in this matchup, the Tennessee offensive line actually has a small advantage, um, should be able to run right up the gut. They're going to they're gonna rely heavily on him to make sure that Tannehill has success. And I think that's key as well. So instead of seeing him run it only five times in the first fucking half, 
uh, you should see about 10 to 12. I can see Henry getting as many as 25 to 30 carries in this matchup, which he hasn't really had all year. Uh, what do we got next? Oh, Devonta Freeman. We had talked about it in the Slack chat last week that I like Devonta Freeman. I just couldn't trust him because of Edo Smith. Well, then what happens? Uh, last week in the matchup that we saw, it was a good matchup for Freeman. It's almost the exact same matchup this week, or style of matchup. So um, it's taking a chance that what we saw last week with Edo Smith kind of being pulled back and allowing Freeman to actually work, which he's a really good running back. You just give him the fucking ball, let him have it, and stop the silly fucking rotation around because Edo Smith is not Tevin Coleman. So I can't safely rely on Devonta Freeman in cash. In GPP, yes. Especially when you look at um when you look at outside of fantasy draft where he's the twelfth ranked um running back according to price, which is stupid. Uh, but he's twenty, twenty seven and twenty one on the other three sites. So you're getting you're getting a running back that is priced very, very well, especially on Yahoo, where he's twenty seventh overall in price. Uh he's only seven dollars above minimum price on Yahoo. So he's definitely in play over there. Um I don't even mind him actually in cash on Yahoo if you really need some savings. Uh He'd be a guy to take a uh, cash-slash-GPP shot on. I didn't write that up, but that's why you're now hearing it here. So, uh, last guy. Um, And this is a guy that is not really scoring the fantasy points. He's got production, but most of it's on the ground. So without the touchdown, you're not really seeing him scoring that many points. And that is Tevin Coleman of the San Francisco 49ers. Um this is definitely a very, very good spot for the Niners and for this rushing attack. And we've seen this rushing attack go off for like 200 yards every week. So, yeah, I really want to take a shot on him. He's very decently priced, uh, 22, 16, 18, and 24. So his two best pre- his two best places to get a piece are on fan, fan duel and fantasy draft. Um, Anything that's under 10K on fantasy draft is considered value um, over there for your skill position players. Um, And then you're only paying 6,200 on FanDuel, which is primarily, you know, it's a half-point PPR site, so it, it gravitates towards running backs a little bit. So I will take a shot. I do still like the Niners. Um, people are predicting an upset with Washington Redskins, possibly, as a laydown spot. I'm not going to believe that. And what I'm thinking is that Shanahan is going to have his team ready. We're going to continue to believe in San Francisco, um, especially in just a garbage matchup like this. And 
everybody's like, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's going he's gonna to make mistakes in this game. Well, the ball's probably not going to come out of his hand more than probably ten fucking times because his team is going to run, they're going to run, they're going to run all over the Washington Redskins. Next we have the Sunday Night Football options here. So we take a look. I think Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders are both in play. Uh, Dallas has been leaking points to the running back, mostly on the ground, not through the air. Um, so, but even with that, I mean, the split in this backfield leaves them, you know, of course, for GPP only. Um, nobody that I really want to definitely have. Also in that game is Zeke Elliott. He's going to be one of the top pay-up options. Um, as far as running backs are concerned in general. So, um, not really on Z because of the tougher matchup, but he will be included in the passing game because they're just... If they don't give him touches, they're going to lose that game, and they cannot afford to lose a fourth game in a row. Moving on to wide receiver. Number one cash option to pay up for is going to be Cooper Cup. Uh... (laughs) I'm not going to read what I wrote. Just Cooper Cup is Gus guy, and in a matchup like this, you'd be stupid to fade it in cash. So I'd expect Cooper Cup to get back to business here. Uh, next on here is actually T.Y. Hilton. Uh, why T.Y. Hilton? Because T.Y. Hilton historically destroys the Houston Texans. So he's going to be a top option, especially over on DK, where he is very value-priced over there. Uh, as well as he's got a decent price on fantasy draft. He's a little high on um, Yahoo and FanDuel, so if you want to fade him out, that's perfectly fine. There's other values that are out there too, but uh, uh, definitely if you have the if you do have the money for it, definitely consider Ty Hilton because he does have the upside in a premium matchup. Uh, next on the list we got is Kenny Galladay at Detroit Lions. A lot of people aren't going to travel here because they see the Minnesota defense and they're just like, ooh, no, can't use a wide receiver against a Minnesota defense. Well, take a look at his values, especially on DK and Fantasy Draft. He is 23 on DK. He is 22 on Fantasy Draft. Why? He's a top-end wide receiver. He, He is a wide receiver one. Stafford is looking for him every time, every damn time. So definitely on those two sites, uh, definitely consider the cash because that, that price is way too low. Um, it's almost like the Stefan Diggs pricing yet last week on FanDuel where you get you just get a guy with really incredible upside for a dirt cheap price. So um, like him there. I still like him over on the other two sites on FanDuel and Yahoo. Yahoo is still moderately priced. Uh, on FanDuel, he's he's... 11th overall in terms of uh, pricing. So um, it's a good matchup. It doesn't matter if Trey Waynes or Xavier Rhodes are on Galladay this week. We've seen it now. Two weeks in a row I've called this. Uh, The first week was Allen Robinson had two touchdowns, 100 yards. Alshon Jeffrey had a touchdown, had, uh, believe, another 100 yards. I mean, your number ones that really, really excel – you know the high, the the taller 
uh, speedier guys. Well, not really speedier, but they don't need to be speedier, but they just need to be bigger and play more with the 50-50 ball. So those are the guys that you're looking for against Minnesota because they're having a lot of problems with their... I even really like Marvin Jones in here uh, for this matchup, especially if he's got um, uh, Xavier Rhodes. I mean, you really, you honestly, you could you could stack this game up if you really wanted to. You could run, um, you could run Dalvin Cook on the other side, and then you could go uh, Stafford, Galladay, and Jones. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't bat an eye on you. I, it's it's a little bit too dangerous, you know, considering the other options on there. But I could see it. So and that kind of gets into my next guy too, is DJ Chark, who is back. In cash, um, there's nothing you need to know. Uh, Cincinnati secondary is completely depleted. Uh, they're actually going to be down, I believe it was official last night. If not, it'll be official today that um, Drake or Patrick is out. Uh, so that was their best cover corner. So he's going to be out. So look for Minshew to Chark to pair up. Um, I don't hate the Gardner Minshew DJ Chark pair up in cheap and GPPs along with, you know, you could definitely put Leonard Fournette in there as well. The reason why I can't do the Gardner Minshew Chark pair up is because I can't find a guy in Cincinnati that I really, really like. Um Yeah, I guess, you know, Auden Tate would probably be the nice value guy that you could run on the other side. Uh, and, you know, you could throw Tyler Boyd in there as well, but Tyler Boyd has not been getting the receptions or has not been getting the targets from Andy Dalton that he has in the past. That's what a lot of people are missing. He was going from 10 targets a game to about four. Uh, on Tate was picking up most of those targets, so Dalton really is liking Tate more than he's liking Tyler Boyd. Um, there's been a lot of talk, too, about uh, Joe Mixon, up against this uh, Jacksonville Jaguars defense for GPP. That is foolish. It is stupid. If he, if if Joe Mixon could not, in a, and it's not so much Joe Mixon, this, this is all based on their offensive line. I like Joe Mixon as a player. Uh, he's a piece of shit in real life, though. But um, if that offensive line could not get enough push against a battered and overrated Ravens front four. What do you? Th- why do you think that they're going to be able to do it against Jacksonville? Jacksonville's a better defense than Baltimore, so um, I'll die on that hill. Just because, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good hill to be on. So that's why I can't really do. But that's really why I can't do the Minshew uh, DJ Chark pair up is just based on the fact that I'm looking for DJ Chark to get one touchdown in in yards, but I can't see Minshew really just having that excel out, you know, 300 yard, uh, 300 yards passing uh, type game just because he's not going to have to. They're going to, you know, they're going to hook up once. But that's going to be about it. And that should be enough. DJ Chark's day should be enough to hit value. He should be somewhere near 20 points. But I wouldn't expect anything more. 
Uh, next on the list, we got Golden Tate. He's dirt. He's really, really he's he's a really good price on Fanduel. Uh, Arizona funnels funnels their targets to the middle of the field, and that's where Tate usually sits with Evan Ingram. So uh, we're not expecting Patrick Peterson to filter into the slot at all. He should be actually. I think I looked at it. It was mostly if there's one guy that to be worried about, it'd be Darius Slayton who could burn down the field. So. Uh, Golden Tate is a good play. Um, give me a couple bucks cheaper, and I will look at John Brown for the Buffalo Bills in a really good spot. Because the Dolphins, number ones, have been really good, uh, as seen by Terry McLaurin last week. So uh, Next on the list, we have Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald is basically mostly... I like him the most. He, I like him the most on FanDuel, and that would probably be enough to put him in the cash consideration over there because of the cheap price. Um, but the problem is, is, without another reliable receiving option in this for the for the Arizona Cardinals, it's really hurt Larry Fitzgerald. And we haven't seen touch uh, touchdown in a couple of weeks. He can get it here. He w- should be facing. Um, Ah, uh, shit. Let me put it up. He'll see Janoris Jenkins at time when he comes out of the slot. Anytime he comes out of the slot, he's going to see Jenkins. Um, but he's mostly going to see Haley in the slot. Who's the guy that he really has a... He, he has a fantastic matchup. So, I don't mind him. Uh, especially in GPP, if you're stacking the game, you're probably going to put Fitzgerald in there, um, trying to run, run it back the other way and, and keep that game competitive. So, uh, but really, uh, there's better priced options uh, for cash, and that's why Larry didn't make it. Uh, Ridley, Calvin Ridley, he's still cheap. Rams, same idea as uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Everything gets funneled in the middle, so. Him and Hooper are probably the two guys that I love the most on um, on uh, uh, the Falcons again this week. So definitely look at Kevin Ridley. He is super. He's dick dirt cheap on Fanduel. Uh, it's a forty-six wide receiver priced overall. Uh, he's twenty-one, thirty-three, and twenty-nine across the board for the other three sites. So he's he's a good price. He's a real good price. I probably maybe hold back a little bit on Yahoo, depending upon what's there, but uh, definitely, definitely a really good, um, fairly priced wide receiver. Uh, last but not least for cash. Oh, I did put Larry and Cash. Larry and Cash just in Fanduel, nowhere else. Never mind. I forgot where my place was. Um, ooh, gotta get going here. Uh, last but not least, everybody's talking about Alan Lazard. He's going to be fucking chalky as hell because there's a ton of injuries to the wide, wide receiver position in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers wanted Lazard to play. That's why Lazard was on the field late in that game. Everybody in Green Bay who's a Packers fan, or I should say everybody who's a Packers fan, knows about Lazard. He was a little preseason darling. Uh, mostly played with Tim Boyle. 
Uh, they had had him at times with Rodgers. Rodgers really likes him. The kid wants to learn. The kid wants to get better. That's what he likes. So as far as wide receivers are concerned, a fantasy draft, this isn't really ap- applicable because you only have to use two unless you're using one in the flex. Um, so of the three sites, FanDuel, Yahoo, and uh, DK, you are definitely looking at Lazard to put into your cash game lineup. He is part of the core four um, just because he is chalky. He's going to see targets. Aaron Rodgers likes him. He's going to fucking throw to him. He doesn't care. So just lock him in. You can fade in GPP all you want. Um, But there's a real good shot that Lazard is going to score at least 10 to 12 points. Um, Probably 15 at the most in this matchup. And if you're getting that out of your minimum price guy, that is fan fantastic so and even if he fails it's not a big deal because you're going to get your guy your other guys that you really really want that are safe so um just don't fade don't fade them in cash use them in uh if you want to fade them in gpp absolutely uh gpp julio jones we already talked about it i do love his price on on uh yahoo he's the seventh highest priced uh wide receiver at 31 dollars. it's ridiculous he's number one on all the other sites uh well, Fantasy Draft has him at third, so. But Yahoo, that's a great price. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is really the same idea as Julio Jones. Uh, we talked about that. That's Pierre Desir is going to be out this week. Um, and that's really been the only corner that the Colts have had that have been able to slow him down. Um. So if you're willing to absorb the risk, if you're using pay down, you know, more pay down options, uh, running back, there is quite a possibility that you're going to be able to afford DeAndre Hopkins in cash. And I would not hate you for it. I'm seriously considering it. I have not made my lineups yet. He is cash slash GPP. He is not going to kill your lineup regardless of what he does. But we've been waiting for DeAndre Hopkins to break out, like break the fuck out since week one when he scored two touchdowns. And it's quite possible that we can see it here. Colts have been pretty good against him. But like I said, that key is Pierre Desir. Uh, One of the two GPP options for the Rams, let's just handle them together. We got Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. Robert Woods is a little bit expensive for my liking on FanDuel, where he's the 10th overall wide receiver. Cooks is 16. Um, Cooks is going to be your more value option, except on fantasy draft. So if we do the comparisons, and this is player ranking prices, start with Woods and then it's Cooks. 10 and 16. So you get a six-player price value on Cooks there. Yahoo, 18 and 25. You're getting a seven-player value based on price for Cooks. DK, 20 and 32. So you're getting a 32-player price discount on Cooks. And then 
here's here's the different one. So Woods is twenty two, Cooks is twenty on fancy draft. So you're actually paying up just a shit. You're only paying three hundred dollars more to get Cooks uh, versus Woods, but that's a two player difference the other way. So you know the player pricings in it within itself aren't that far off as far as pricing is concerned. Um, but the way that Cooks has been burning people lately, um, at least for, you know, last three or four weeks, it's going to keep a lot of ownership, I believe, off of him. Now, he does have the most upside, and he's back in Atlanta to face the Falcons. So he has had success, maybe not so much in this building since it's a new one, but... Um, you're getting him on turf. He's going to be able to get up to speed a lot quicker than if it was a grass field. So I'm going to take my shot more on Cooks than I am on Woods, but I'm not telling you to completely fade Woods. If you're running a golf, a golf um, stack versus, say, uh, Atlanta, you're going to want to get a piece either way of both of them, but my my lean would be Cooks if you're running just one. Grab the upside. Okay. Here's one of our first two Seattle guys, Tyler Lockett. Um, Really, really good price on FanDuel. Uh, Could be considered for cash if you really want to in there, one. But if you're running a lineup with Carson in it, I would just go ahead and just fade it. Um, He should see Marlon Humphrey. This week, Marlon Humphrey's been pretty decent out of all the um, out of all the corners for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Um, it's it's but it, it's still it's a boomer bust because I expect the Seahawks to run most of the day with Carson. Um, you also have the fact that Russell Wilson does like to throw the ball, you know, spread it out a little bit more, so. That's why I, I'm not going to trust in cash this week. If it was a definite, he had an extreme matchup in the slot, I'd run lock it all day. But I'm just not going to do it here. Will Fuller, uh, matchup on paper is pretty good. Um, Colts have been pretty good at slowing down opposition passing games. Um, you're not getting, you're still not getting that much of a value on Will Fuller. He does have upside in this matchup, so. I don't really hate him if you don't believe in Hopkins and you want to do a one-player. Um, uh, if you just kind of want to do a one-player play out of that game. But um, I'm just not going to trust him in cash. He is, he's is he been missing touchdowns. He's been dropping touchdowns. So I will throw that in there. Um, FanDuel and Yahoo, he's the best priced over in there. So that would probably be the places that I would take the shot the most. Otherwise, you're paying. he's the 15th highest priced wide receiver on DK, and then he's 6, six on fantasy draft. So uh, it's, that's quite the price up. I'd probably rather take a shot on DK Metcalf. He's going to face my whipping boy, and Metcalf has the means to beat my whipping boy. Who is the whipping boy? Well... It's little Marcus Peters. Little Marcus Peters who got traded from the LA Rams. Oh my god. I I I would be hard pressed not to just play Metcalf a lot on DK, especially where he's forty eight hundred 
and he's not badly priced. He's under 10K on um, Fantasy Draft. Uh, Yahoo, he's not too bad. He's six bucks. He's sixteen dollars. He's six dollars above minimum. Um, FanDuel, I'll probably maybe skip him a little bit because he's sixty-two hundred. So that puts him in uh, as twenty-eighth. But uh, that might keep a lot of people off him too. So I may try it over there. Uh, Sunday night football options. You will put Alshon Jeffrey in your lineup if you're playing anything in that game. Nelson Aguilar actually has a really good matchup in the slot this week, too, uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. On the other side, I've included four options, um, expecting Amari Cooper and um, Randall Cobb to sit. So that puts Gallup uh, definitely in play. He's kind of the talk of the town. Uh, A lot of people are going to be on him, but his price on Yahoo uh, figured into... Cooper being out, uh, fantasy drafted did not. So he's only uh, Michael Gallup is eighty three hundred on fantasy draft, which puts him as the fifty seventh highest priced wide receiver. <clears throat> so in cash, if you want to pay up at other positions, uh, specifically running back, uh, quarterback, tight end, uh, fantasy draft, go ahead and lock him in for cash. Um, but as far as the other options, Devin Smith, Tavon Austin, Cedric Wilson, um, we're, that's kind of a wait-and-see approach. Just wait until the primetime matchup to really mess around with that type of noise. Um, but Michael Gallup, I will tell you right now, go ahead and just put him in in your cash for that one. Uh, tight ends. Get through this real quick here. we got Evan Ingram, uh, tight end versus the Cardinals theory. Going to be incredibly popular. Uh, priced up a bit, but uh, uh, generally your tight end pricing isn't that bad. Austin Hooper, probably going to be just a slightly less popular as Evan Ingram. Again, targets are funneled through the Miller, or the middle, the Miller, the middle, and Hooper should be safe again this week for cash. Uh, remember, it's their cutter offense. They love the tight end. Uh, Mark Andrews. Oh, wow, I missed, did this one. Mark Andrews is actually more expensive than Austin Hooper on FanDuel. But he's cheaper everywhere else. Ah. He's Lamar Jackson's security uh, blanket. And Seattle sucks versus tight end. So don't be afraid. Uh, all these options are safe. You, I, I don't think you have to pick one or the other. Um, I think they're all going to be fairly right in there. Uh, Hunter Henry would be your value guy. Tennessee is not very good versus tight end. Allows a bunch of points to the position while they focus on the wide receivers. Now, for me, in cash, I'm going to stick to those top three. Ingram, Hooper, Andrews. Those are your more safe options. Hunter gets a little bit towards that that fine line between cash and GPP. Uh, but, like I said, if you, need, if you need the value, I don't mind you going down to Henry. That's why I've included him. Uh, GPP, you're going to see George Kittle. Uh, like I said, I do believe that San Francisco is going to run the shit out of the ball. If anybody's going to do anything out of the passing game, it's going to be Kittle against Washington Redskins. They can't stop the tight end, and George Kittle is a stud. Uh, And then you also have Darren Waller, who is GPP, has not scored a TD yet. So um, Packers are decent against the tight end, but with Tyrell Williams sitting it out, uh, Derek Carr really likes um, Tyrell and and Waller the most in the passing game. So um, 
I think you're going to hear a lot of people say something about Zay Jones. Um, I'm not going to buy into it, not at a cheap price. Um, actually, I should probably check that out just so I can relay that information for you right now. Um, yeah, Zay Jones is kind of like your middle of the road, or not middle of the road. He's your low end pivot. He's right. He's like right there with Lazard. Uh, the only problem is that the Packers are really good against wide receiver twos. Um, and Zay Jones isn't really like a wide receiver one that I'm going to worry about, even if Kevin King is covering him. So um, that's why I didn't go with Zay Jones uh, for this week. Uh, future weeks, yeah, quite possible. Well, let's just see what happens here. Uh, defense. There's three defenses that I'm primarily focused on. And it's going to be payoff spots. You got the Bills, you got the Niners, you got the Jaguars. That's your 1, 2, and 4 on FanDuel. That's your 3, 2, and 16th highest price defense is the Jacksonville Jaguars on Yahoo. 2, 3, and 4 on DK, and 1, 2, and 5 on uh, Fantasy Draft. Those are my threes. Those are going to be your safest. They're going to get turnovers um, this week. So those guys, neither, none of the three. So just figure out your roster first. And then um, if you want, what I would do is actually just rank them how you, how you have them. Um, maybe just start with the Jacksonville Jaguars and just work your way up as you need salary. That's how I would do it. Otherwise, GPP. Uh, sorry, Steve Renner, uh, but Chicago Bears are in play uh, with the lack of skill positions outside of Michael Thomas. I am not expecting a huge, huge game out of the Chicago-New Orleans game. Now, I see it both ways, though, uh, with both defenses. So you could run it either way whether you, you believe in the Bears the most or you believe in the New Orleans Saints, I don't really care. Um, you're getting you're getting a better price on the Saints on most sites except for um, on Yahoo. You're getting a $2 discount, which doesn't sound big, but it's actually pretty big on Yahoo um, for the Chicago Bears. So definitely just keep them in consideration if you need real value. I don't think they'll kill you. You could even use them in cash if you want to. Um, and then that's <clears throat> the pricing. Here, here's, here's how this whole Washington Redskins thing started. If you look on any site and you look at, at Washington's defense, as far as the pricing, and actually I should pull this up too. Give me one second. Okay. So they're dirt cheap. They're dirt cheap across the board, right? So on FanDuel, they're thirty-five hundred. Puts them in line twenty-second. Uh, Yahoo, they're bare. They're near bare minimum at eleven dollars for twenty-third, and then DK, they're seventeen hundred dollars. So they're twenty-seventh highest price uh, defense. That's where all this noise about the Redskins uh, possibly beating um, 
the San Francisco 49ers is coming from is people are looking at that price and they want to justify the pricing. And it all stems from that sub $2,000 defensive price. If you want to use it, I don't care. I don't think San Francisco is going to really blow out um, Washington, you know, like by like 30 or anything like that because I think they're favored by what? 17, was it? Nine and a half. I'm thinking of the Buffalo Bills. Nine and a half. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities that they're going to finish, you know, $10 or 10 points ahead. But um, between that, fancy draft, they're 4000 which makes them 26 So um, everybody's looking at the value. I don't care if you want to use the value of the Washington Redskins to fit everything else in there. Just realize that it's not that great of a play. Um, I think the Jets' play last week was far and away better because I think you'd be able to see more turnover in that game because of Dak Prescott. I don't see them letting Garoppolo really throw the ball around this week. I don't. Maybe to Kittle a couple times. He might get a cheap touchdown or two, you know, something like that. But I think this is all going to be ground and pound. If you want to use Matt Breida, you can use Matt Breida. But I'm sticking behind Tevin Coleman. So um, as far as this week goes, like I said, I'm not going to really be available tonight. I will try to answer any questions as soon as I can, but don't sit there and go, hey, 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 hey. I'm not going to fucking answer you if you do that. Your best bet is to hit me up tomorrow morning, like I said, or just wait, and I'll get to you as soon as I can. But uh, if I don't hear from you, good luck, and uh, let's take this motherfucker down. Have a good one, guys.